welcome to Your Retirement Planning Simplified with your host, Joseph Curry, a CFP professional who is going to help you learn how to simplify your retirement planning. This podcast is all about helping you answer those burning questions you've had about your retirement possibilities and making a plan to get there. Through retirement planning education, resources, and expert interviews, Joe will help you get clear on your retirement vision, how to simplify it, and what you'll need specifically to achieve or maintain your financial freedom. Ready to live out your retirement dreams and create future opportunities for the ones you love? Then let's get started. Welcome to episode number two of Your Retirement Planning Simplified. I am your host, Joe Curry, and uh, I appreciate you tuning in today. So I'm excited about this episode. This is really the first episode. We're going to dive a little bit into a, a topic related to your, your retirement planning. And this may come as a, a surprise to some of you, but I'm not going to be talking about investments today. I'm actually going to be talking about taxes. Specifically, I'm going to be looking at uh, how different types of retirement income are taxed. And so this episode is not going to be so much about tax planning ideas, but really about understanding how the different types of income you might be receiving in retirement are taxed, because this information is going to allow you to make more informed decisions about the income you take in retirement, which will lead to other tax planning opportunities into the future. Okay. So tax planning is important, an important piece of retirement, right? So I know a lot of people think Retirement planning is all about just investment selection and having the right investments to create an income. And I know a lot of people think that you know most financial advisors or financial planners are, are just talking about investments, but really there, there's a lot that goes into making sure that you have the most successful retirement. And, and one of those pieces is definitely taxes. And so my philosophy around this, which is a philosophy I, I borrowed the, the tagline, but you know our goal is really to you know pay the tax that we owe but we don't want to leave a tip, right? So any of you that are feeling extra patriotic, there is a way to donate directly to the federal government's debt reduction fund. So there's still ways to do that if you really want to be a good citizen, but we don't need to do it through overpaying in tax. Okay. So with that, let's get into it. And we'll, we'll start with some of the most common types of retirement income. And these are your, your typical retirement accounts uh, or retirement plans. So What we generally see in this category is going to be RIFs, so registered retirement income funds or locked in uh, income funds. Those would be your LIFs, pension income. So really just in in general retirement accounts. And so any income coming out of these different these vehicles is going to be it's going to be fully taxable as income. Right. And the reason for this is if we think about your you know, your RRSP. So whether you still have an RSP or, or you did before you switched to a RIF, the RRSP was a, a savings plan. So registered retirement savings plan. And as you put money into that plan over the years while you're working, there were some great things going on there. So one of the things was that you received a, a deduction against your income. So for example, if you were making $100,000 in, in a given year and you put $10,000 into that registered retirement savings plan, you were only taxed on $90,000 of income that year because you received a tax deduction for the $10,000. The other great thing that was going on with that RRSP, Registered Retirement Savings Plan, is that 
all the growth you got from your investments in that account throughout your working career all grew tax-free or at least tax deferred, right? So there's never been any tax paid on that money. That's all before tax money has been invested and growing for you. And, you know, it's definitely helped you get to the point where you can, you know, hopefully retire and start taking an income from there. But now we're at the point, if you're going to start taking money out of there, that CRA wants to get their hands in and get their money that you haven't paid yet. So any kind of withdrawals or income coming out of, the, of those registered accounts, and again, whether it's uh, RIFs, your registered retirement income funds, or LIFs, locked-in income funds, or pensions, and pensions are very similar. You, you or and your employer will contribute to a pension over your working career, and uh, you'll be getting a pension adjustment to reflect that in your taxes. Again, as it comes out now, it's going to be fully taxable. So... On the other end of the spectrum, which is more recent than the uh, registered retirement income funds or, or RRSPs as well, is the tax-free savings accounts. So tax-free savings accounts, unlike the, the registered retirement accounts, they do not provide you with any kind of deduction against your income when you put money in here. So it is after-tax money you put into your tax-free savings accounts. But any growth you get within those accounts is completely tax-free. And so in retirement, if you do start to draw an income from your tax-free savings accounts, there's going to be no tax payable, okay? Because that was before tax money you put in there. You never got the deduction. You're allowed to grow it tax-free. And again, when you take it out, there's no tax payable. Now, one thing to, to note, if you're not already doing this with tax-free savings accounts, there's a common misconception that a tax-free savings account uh, is something you need to go into your bank to set up. And, and basically, it's just another version of a high-interest savings account that is tax-free. And especially nowadays, there's not really a, an advantage to having a, a high-interest savings account that's inside of a, a tax-free savings account. Because really, where interest rates are today, there's almost nothing getting, getting paid there. So the benefit is very minimal. But a tax-free savings account does not have to be your typical savings account. You can invest it just like you invest your registered retirement in your registered retirement accounts, right? So you can have different investment assets in there, such as stocks and bonds. And again, all the growth you're getting from those assets over time is going to be tax-free. So if something, you know, if that's something you're not already utilizing, definitely something you want to consider. A lot of uh, our retirees that we work with, what we see is you know, they may never need the money that goes into those tax-free savings accounts. So then that really just becomes a tax-free vehicle to pass on wealth to the next generation. Because when something happens to you, those accounts would pass tax-free onto, onto your heirs. So the type of account that doesn't have any kind of tax advantages is your non-registered account. So this is just a, just a regular investment account. These accounts may be called, you may see them on your statements called cash accounts or open accounts, generally referred to them as non-registered accounts. And the types of income that you can receive from these non-registered accounts can be broken down into several categories. So you could be receiving dividends, interest income, uh, you could be realizing capital gains, or you could just be taking a, a return of capital, getting your own money back. So if we start by focusing on dividends, you know, dividends are pretty popular type of income for retirees. Dividends can be broken actually down into uh, some subcategories. So there's, there's three types. There's eligible dividends, there is non-eligible dividends, and foreign dividends or foreign income. 
And so if we start with eligible and non-eligible dividends, the difference between these stems from how the companies are taxed at the company level. So if we try to keep this simple, eligible dividends are generally paid by publicly traded Canadian companies. So an example would be TD Bank or any of the banks, for example, the big banks. Whereas a small business is likely to pay a non-eligible dividend. So if you've saved retirement investments in your corporation, you will likely be paying yourself a non-eligible dividend when you start to take income. So in lower tax brackets, eligible dividends tend to be the most tax efficient income aside from a return of your actual capital. However, both eligible and non-eligible dividends are grossed up to a higher number for net income on your tax return. And this can be a disadvantage because this can affect income tested benefits such as old age security or the age tax credit. So to give you an example, the, the eligible dividend on your tax return would be grossed up by 38%. So to make that simple, if I used a, a dividends of $100,000, they would be grossed up to $138,000 on your tax return. And so that's all worked out through tax credits. And that's where the, the advantages come from the dividends. But that's all calculated after your net income. And so where the disadvantage for the income tested benefits is that it's your net income is what determines what you're eligible for, for things such as your old age security and when the old age security clawback would set in. So what that means is all Canadians are entitled to old age security benefit. But if you make over a certain threshold, a certain amount of income, that old age security benefit starts to be clawed back. And that's all based on your income. And again, if your dividend income, it is grossed up and that could have a, an impact on, on that calculation. The non-eligible dividends result in almost the same tax rate as ordinary income, though you do get the benefit of some tax deferred growth while invested inside your company. Because again, you're investing some before tax dollars when it's invested inside your corporation. So there, there could be some uh, benefit there. And the other type of dividends, so foreign dividends or just foreign income, this is fully taxable. It's often subject to uh, withholding taxes that ranges typically from uh, 15 to 25%. Not said CRA does give a 15% foreign tax credit on your tax return. And this, this generally offsets the majority of that foreign withholding tax. So another type of income that's yeah, paid through your non-registered investments is going to be interest income. And so interest income paid in a non-registered account is fully taxable as income. So just added to, to income on your tax return. And interest income is typically paid from investments such as bonds or uh, GICs or high interest bank accounts. Those would be the most typical areas we would see interest paid. You also pay tax on capital gains. So specifically realized capital gains. And the way that capital gains are taxed is whatever the gain is, 50% of it is added to your income. So for example, if you purchased a stock or a piece of real estate for $100,000 and that property or that stock grew to a value of $200,000 and you sold it, you would have a $100,000 capital gain. And 
if you had a $100,000 capital gain, 50% of that would be included in your income and fully taxable. So uh, in that scenario, $50,000 would be included in your income for tax purposes. Now, when you're selling, uh, so we use stocks, for example, and there's a capital gain, some of the money is the money that you originally contributed, right? So you don't have to pay tax on that portion. And so if you've been saving into stocks or mutual funds throughout your your working career and have it on this non-registered investment account, and now you want to create a paycheck and you're going to be taking not like a, a lump sum of the whole amount, but just a piece of it each month or each year, then it's uh, partially a return of capital and partially capital gain. So you can kind of think of this like, I guess if you're going to get a coffee and you, and you like to have cream in your coffee, the cream and the coffee aren't totally separate, right? So when you put the cream in, you, you mix it all up. When you take your money back out by selling some shares, you're getting some capital gain and some return of, uh, of capital. And the return of capital, you don't pay tax on it because that was just money that you had you had put in. So that's completely tax-free and it's just the gain portion of whatever you're selling is the piece that you have a capital gain on. And again, 50% of that's included into your income. So the way that this is figured out is on a per share basis. So specifically, if we're talking about stocks or mutual funds, we would be taking the average cost that you paid for your shares. So if you were buying shares over time, you might have might have been buying shares at all different prices. So the way to calculate your adjusted cost base, which is what you paid for the shares, is to look at all the shares you've purchased. You average out that that price to come up with the the average price that you've paid for the shares, and then you look at the value, the current value of those shares, and the difference between the current value and the adjusted cost base is the gain. And then when you sell shares, you multiply the number of shares that you sold, multiplied by the gain of each share, and that would give you your total capital gain for each transaction. So these are all the uh, the most common types of income we see in retirement. And so again, you know, you might be seeing income from your RSP, so your savings that you've built up over the years. You might be seeing income from a pension if you're lucky enough to, to have a pension plan in place. You could be taking money out of non-registered accounts, which are going to have all those different types of income included there that I mentioned based on what you're invested in. And you could be taking money out of your corporation if if you had a a business and you saved up within the corporation to have some tax-deferred growth in there. You're going to have tax-free savings accounts, which again are are relatively new. So most people retiring today don't have the majority of their retirement funds in a tax-free savings account. And again, you can take money out of there tax-free, but a lot of people are going to just keep contributing to those and, and shifting money into there over time. And then the other types of income are going to be your, your government type pensions. So Canada pension plan, old age security, and these are also fully taxable as income. So as I mentioned at the start of this episode, we're not really getting into tax planning specifically, just getting an understanding for how the different types of income you could receive in retirement are actually taxed. And what this will lead to is the ability to make some informed decisions about where you're taking your income from, because to an extent, you have control in retirement about where you're taking your income from. And that can lead to some good tax planning opportunities that's going to lower your lifetime tax bill. 
you know, tax planning is also important, not just to pay less tax, but that means if we're keeping more money in your pocket, your investment should last longer. Your income should last longer, which means that you can spend less time worrying about your investments, less time worrying about running out of money in retirement and more time focusing on the things and the people that are going to bring more meaning and joy to your retirement. So that's all we have for today. Thanks for joining me for episode two of Your Retirement Planning Simplified. To get some more information around taxes and retirement, you can find our white paper, Five Tax Tips Every Retiree Should Know But Rarely Do, along with the show notes from today's episode at matthewsandassociates.ca. And you can click on the podcast tab in the top right of the website or your browser and find uh, episode two, the taxation of retirement income. So thanks again for joining me today. I look forward to chatting with you again next time and make it a great day. Investment services are provided through Matthews & Associates Investments of Aligned Capital Partners Incorporated and approved trade name of Aligned Capital Partners Inc. ACPI. Only investment-related products and services are offered through ACPI slash Matthews & Associates Investments of ACPI and covered by the Canadian Investor Protection Fund. Tax planning, financial planning, and insurance services are provided through Matthews & Associates. Matthews & Associates is an independent company separate and distinct from ACPI slash Matthews & Associates Investments of ACPI. Matthews & Associates are not licensed tax professionals, and you should consult with your tax advisor before acting on any recommendations. Thank you for joining us for this latest episode of Your Retirement Planning Simplified. If you'd like to see how prepared you are for retirement, we've created a free retirement readiness calculator to help you out. Go to matthewsandassociates.ca forward slash ready to input your retirement information and receive instant feedback to help you evaluate your current retirement readiness. Be sure to tune back in for the next episode. And until then, we're here to help you simplify and succeed in your retirement planning.